0: What kind of picture can you paint for us um, as far as the social and economic as well as institutional struggles of our uh, uh, people that live with disabilities are concerned how are we doing uh, and 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 where can we improve
1: okay uh, thank you very much for, for the opportunity that you gave me to to be with you today uh, i think what is more important for, for me is to, is to to say that the question of disability disability empowerment it should be uh, dealt with Within the the parameters of the of the legislations and the and the police, and the policies, but in this context, it is very much important to deal with uh, the South African challenges in, in, in regard to uh, people living with disability. So, two uh, important uh, do- policy documents came into prominence uh, from 1994. The first one is the Employment Equity Act of 1990, uh, 1998, Act 55 of 1998, which says that there must be uh, the policy of on uh, affirmative action, it says that there must be two uh, percent disability representation in government and, uh, and as well as in the private sector. And the second policy document that that that, that came afterwards uh, is the, the white paper, which is an amendment uh, policy that came into prominence in uh, December 2015 when, when it was approved by the cabinet under uh, President Jacob Zuma. So, white paper it says that we must have seven percent disability representation in government and as well as uh, in the private sector, But coming to, to the performance of government, looking at the, at the provinces, how they, how they believe the uh, province when it comes to disability uh, empowerment. And according to, to the information which, which we derived from the website of the National Treasury and, and uh, also the website of the Department of Pub- uh, Public Service and Administration, it says that uh, Houghton has appointed uh, 4,300 persons with uh, disability. And when we transfer that number into, into percentage, they are currently on uh, 2.9%. But uh, the, the most, uh, the province which is underperforming at, at the current moment is the free state, which has appointed uh, to, uh, to only 290 persons with disability uh, from 1994. And they are currently on 0.90. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, there's a lot of work that needs to be, to be done in terms of making sure that persons with disability. Uh, should be uh, integrated into into the society and play a meaningful role in building our, our economy.
0: And of course an important part of them having the skills to play that meaningful role uh, is to be equipped um, at the very early ages when you're looking at the schooling system and also when you're looking at access to uh, tertiary institutions uh, so that we don't only put um, a person in a position on the basis of them having any kind of disability but that we're matching skills with opportunities so in terms of just skills development how are we because I would like to believe that you know some of the hindrances would come um, as a result of not really having some efficiently um, qualified people in that regard but as a person who is experienced in the space how are we doing in terms of skills development and training
1: all right uh, if you check if you check the state of the nation uh, released by the president years uh, he said that there are more than 500000 learners with special education needs learners that dropped out of uh, the system because the education system was not uh, conducive for them we are referring to learners that uh, that could be in the real areas and as well as In the urban areas where uh, learning is not crucial for them. So, as a result of that, they become the dropouts and they now become the dependents of the the disability grant. Hence, the reason for lack of uh, skill development in our sector. Mm -hmm. But, however, there is progress in that aspect because uh, we are pushing the private sector to establish more uh, internships, more learnerships with skill development. Uh, for persons with disability, and how they run with the province that is doing accept- exceptionally well uh, in that particular uh, aspe- aspect. So, we are trying to mobilize the private sector through corporate social investment as uh, part for them to plow back uh, to, the, to, to, the, um, to the marginalized community. For instance, you can say to them, uh, take 30% of your project, to generate money, and make sure that you establish the skill development courses for persons with disability uh, for them. Uh, to be effective in our in our community, mm-hmm. rather than them uh, depending uh, on the disability grant.
0: And now, uh, that's quite important because when you're following conversations around. Uh, COVID nineteen, and and we're talking about masks and other safety measures that we have to put in place, uh, to to mitigate uh, the spread of COVID nineteen. Uh, the conversation around transparent masks, um, as opposed to the opaque ones that we're wearing, always comes back to us uh, in relation to uh the the deaf community, uh, so that the mm-hmm. facial expressions can go through. And and what it does is that it exposes us to you know the ignorances that we have and, and the kind of privilege and ableism uh, that that seems to be. Characterizing us, and one of the ways uh, that we become an ableist uh, kind of society is when we're looking at workplace dynamics. Like you said, you know, uh, making sure that we have equal representation, including people living with disabilities. But how exactly would a an inclusive workplace culture uh, look and feel like from from a disability perspective? What would be some of the key uh, components that define that kind of space? All right,
1: thank you. Uh, I think. In this, in this instance, it is important to implement uh, uh, the pillars, uh, the, nine, the nine strategic pillars of the White Paper on the Rights of Persons with Disability. Mm-hmm. When you hire a, a person living with disability, the, the, the first aspect that you have to focus to focus on the question of access, to make sure that the person that you are dealing with uh, is is uh, is working really in an environment which is uh, infrastructure uh, conducive. Uh, for them in order to use uh, their wishes in the place. Secondly, with the access to information as far as uh, sign language is concerned. Uh, I have to inform you that as we speak right now, uh, sign language will soon become uh, the 12th official uh, language. But uh, efforts have not been made to ensure that uh, the government officials who are there have a sign language interpreters uh, in the mm-hmm. So. It's not only that, because if you check the white paper, it says you must have 7% disability representations. But out of that 7% disability representation, uh, 20% must be uh, appointed in the senior managerial position. Uh, when you appoint persons with disability in the workplace, you do not appoint their disability. White, white paper, one of the principles of the white paper, it says that it focuses more on the abilities of a person rather than uh, the, uh, no, the person uh, the, 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 uh, disability. Mm-hmm. So we have to look at that aspect in terms of uh, when we move uh, forward.
0: Now obviously I would imagine that you're not happy uh, when it comes to the implementation of that same white paper that that, that you're talking about. How would you assess uh, the political will that that different institutions including government in particular uh, have shown in terms of uh, executing those uh, cardinal pillars?
1: White paper is very clear. It says that uh, we must do what we call the National Advocacy and Awareness Campaign. Mm-hmm. And it also acknowledges the role of the non-governmental organizations uh, in terms of making sure that we mobilize society, we mobilize uh, the non-governmental organizations, the private sector, the business, civil society organizations, and all the stakeholders involved in terms of making sure that we bring an awareness uh, to the challenges that affect persons uh, with disability.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to get into the other part. That is, of course, the very heated aspect. That is a a burning issue of the Times uh, where we're looking at the shortlisting of candidates um, at the NYDA as far as the formation of the new board is concerned. And your dissatisfactions and the press statements i have seen that um, there's also a statement that came from uh, the community of people that um, have hearing impairments that, that are basically rejecting the entire process and condemning it. So do stay on the line for us as we're going to be transitioning into that, com- that part of, of the conversation. We're still in conversation with Kamuhelo and we're looking at uh, the kind of culture that we've created uh, as far as inclusivity uh, for people that are living with disabilities is concerned. Stay with us, gonna be back just after this ad break. I was sitting at just a couple of minutes before we get to six o'clock, which is the hour for our separation. I'm going to try and, and see what best can we make out of the time that we have left. And now, Kamuhelo, when you're looking at the NYDA and the processes that have followed for us to find ourselves at this, you know, recruitment uh, process, as one would put it. Um, there have been a lot of people that had been uh, taken out. Uh, of the shortlisting process. Uh, Why are you particularly outraged um, by uh, the failure of uh, persons with disabilities to make it through to the other side? And to what extent is your outrage uh, and a reinforcement of the stereotype uh, that people that are living with disabilities want to be treated specially and that they don't have what it takes to compete with other uh, human beings? All
1: right, thank you. Actually, the reason why we are frustrated, frustrated in, uh, uh, regarding the outcome of the of the board of the NYDA is because we have got the three arms of the state, uh, which is the executive, the parliament, and, uh, and and the nine provincial legislature, and as well as uh, the judiciary. So you would expect uh, uh, at, 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 at such a high level in parliament, parliament should set an excellent uh, precedent in terms of making sure that. Uh, the legislations and the policies that address the challenges that face persons with disability uh, should be addressed. So, actually, yeah, there are the institutional bodies that should set a good precedent to our department in terms of how uh, we should take in issues of disability. Uh, secondly, the reason why we are frustrated is, is lack of self representation uh, in, in, the, in the board of the National Youth Development Agency. We believe that we have more than 500,000 learners with uh, special educational needs that have been excluded by the system. We have actually uh, more than uh, more than uh, five hundred thousand. Uh, no, not five hundred thousand. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And we have more than um, two hundred and fifty thousand uh, deaf uh, d- d- deaf people in, in, in South Africa. But uh, and soon, our language is going to be recognized as, uh, as, an, as an official language. Mm-hmm. So, what are we expecting? One of the programs that we are expecting is that we want the NYDA to spearhead the program of making sure that there's a uh, Training in all the operation centers of the National Youth Development Agency, in all the provinces. So that is one of the things that we wanted to, to make sure that the NYDA achieves in that regard. Mm-hmm. Job creation and skill development for persons with disabilities is significant uh, 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 for us, it is significant for uh, uh, National Youth Development Agency uh, to champion that uh, program. Also, entrepreneurship, because we have a lot of entrepreneurs in the disability sector, and even the MEC of Treasury in the industry state reported that there are lack of uh, disability entrepreneurs in the, in the province. So uh, by, by not having a representation in the board of the NYDA, we do not have a self-confidence that those people uh, that are there at the high level, they will not be able to, to oversee uh, policy development and transformation as far as the disability sector is concerned.
0: Now, what's the way forward? Because I see that you are insinuating at uh, uh, potential uh, uh, legal challenges that you might be undertaking. What's going to happen as part of you voicing out your dissatisfaction with the process?
1: Well, actually, uh, we have just released a a, a press statement today. Uh, Over the the weekend, we will have a a media press conference and then back week will join the South African Youth Council and other uh, youth uh, formation and disability organizations uh, to take the the president uh, to court. Basically, the intention is to stop uh, the president from uh, from signing the, the, the appointment letters of these recommended members of the national development
0: agency and what's going to happen when the committee in parliament that is doing the shortlisting and interviewing uh, shows you the scorecard and you see that on the principles of merit, uh the two uh, that is shortlisted people that live with disability did not match up uh to the other contributions that were made by other contestants no that
1: that that is that that is not the the, the effect because the committee has got a responsibility uh, to make sure that they identify uh, people with the talent, the skills and the expertise within the disability sector to make sure that uh, they apply for such uh, opportunities. Remember, you have persons with disabilities in the rural areas who are more qualified with uh, those with degrees, honours degrees, master's degree and PhD. But mm-hmm. because of uh, geographical uh, challenges and challenges in terms of lack of access, they are unable to to get information, such information and opportunities uh, to apply for the National uh, Development Agency. And again, the principal issue here is that we are not only fighting for lack of disability representation; we are also uh, fighting for the uh, the board, which, which which is dominated by members that align uh, to the ruling party. Mm-hmm. Uh, a board which comprises of individuals that, uh, for instance, there is a candidate who, who has passed the age of thirty five but the guy was born in nineteen eighty five on the second of April. So as we speak, the candidate is thirty five years and uh, and four months. So those are the principal the principal issues that you are fighting for uh, as the as the youth.
0: All right, uh, we'll follow through with you and uh, do let us know what is happening. If any. If there's any new development that, that's worth reporting uh, so that we can always stay in touch with you. But for now, uh, we wish you all of the best in your activism. You're doing a really fantastic work and uh, we wish to be in conversation with you again in the future.
1: Thank you very much for the opportunity. God bless you.